1: Welcome to this month's episode of Banging Book Club! <laughs> this is a fortnightly podcast in which we read a book about sex or gender every month and discuss it with some mini in between. My name's VC Meem. I'm Hannah Witten. And I'm Lena Norms. And this month we read 50 Shades of Grey. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to take this moment now to trigger warning anything about abuse. Abuse, sexual assault, rape, oh, anything. I mean, if you coercion, have any issues, yeah, subdom issues, shit boyfriends. Oh god, yeah. yeah, like, and and I mean this, not in a way that I was like, ha ha ha. People don't understand. Maybe half a year before I read this book,
2: I just trigger warning it for bad decisions. <laughs> yeah. Oh my, like, oh my god. Oh my
1: god. <laughs> Inadequate self esteem, fear of helicopters and heights, <laughs> <Yeah>. bad writing. <laughs> yeah. Class issues. <laughs> Wealth. <laughs> oh,
2: <laughs> trigger <yeah>. warning, wealth.
1: <laughs> Rich boy. <boyfriend. laughs> trigger warning
2: privilege. Oh God, trigger yeah. warning the whole library. Oh, okay.
1: Also, trigger warning three girls bashing trigger warnings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Are we, are we being. Everything's, we being, everything's oh, up no, for satire. No, it's. Fine. Yeah, everything is. Including trigger warnings because we respect them and we understand their necessity. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Sound reviews. Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah. I'm just anticipating At the end of the podcast Where we say Would you have sex With this book And what we're all Going to say But let's do our Sound reviews Let's do sound reviews First Um Oh wait am I You're you're both looking at me Hannah you looked ready You have the most sound Inside you So always expect (laughs) yours To burst out first (laughs) Okay My sound review is Uh.
2: (laughs) That's a great sound review (laughs) You want to go next Um Mine is, no,
1: thank you. <laughs> is that allowed to be
2: me words? Yeah.
1: It's not sound. <laughs> just like, oh. There we go. I think all of us are very similar because yeah. mine is along those lines. Mine is like, mm. oh, guttural. It yeah. does seem
2: to be coming from our gut. Yeah. Like, while I've got loads of intellectual reasons why this is shit, it's like, I have a gut instinct that I'm like, this is shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. This book has been covered quite a lot. Yeah. We're a bit late I'm, he- to I'm not passing. hesitant, <laughs> yeah. but I'm, I'm interested in talking in more depth about it and not just going, this is hilarious and also abusive. Because what I find, I think a lot of people, when I've said we're reading Fifty Shades of Grey, um, are quite dismissive because they're like, oh, that's a really awful anti-feminist book. Oh, we just don't, we should just not talk mm-hmm. about it. And I'm like, what's important is that actually like 50 million people did think it was fine and bought it um, and have read it and still love it and still think it's quite acceptable and we can live in our little like guardian glittery snow globe and be like oh no obviously everyone knows that book shit Mm -hmm. quite a lot of people don't and a lot of my friends from home it's their favorite book and i can chat to them about that a bit but like the reality is that a lot of people like it so we need to like work out why
1: is (laughs) this how you you guys felt about lolita yeah because this gives me the real weird yeah this
2: is my lolita feeling Um, but, like, tenfold. So, yeah, so, I I mean, and also I think, like, it's got a lot of coverage on YouTube from famous YouTubers, like, reading it out and people, people laughing at it because it is a funny book. But, like, what did we think about the hilarity of
1: it? I mean, you're laughing at it. Yeah. It's not intentionally funny. Yeah. No. And it's worth stating, if you haven't read it, the book is appallingly written, just as... Oh, my God. It's written like guns. a bad porno. Yeah, the yeah, dialogue. it really
2: is. What? But not like my dad wrote a porno. Like, not even... Uh, what? Because that's like what a, a skillful a, kind of, what of shit. What dream. Yeah. My dad wrote a porno. But I did want to... Just before we start talking about serious <laughs> stuff, like, is there anything that you guys want? Because I have, like, the fun... For me, I had to pick, like, a funniest line, and I have it... <gasps> oh, Do really? you have, like, really? just competition on what... Because it is funny. Like, come There's not come many the that on. I can
1: remember, other than the... I'm 50 shades of fucked up. (laughs) Oh, that was so good. And also, golly. (laughs) Mm. Oh, she says golly a lot. Or thinks golly a lot, I guess. Gracious. Um, But the thing about the 50 shades of fucked up that Mm. pissed me off Mm. was like, okay, the throwaway line of it. Great, hilarious, (coughs) weird. But then she keeps coming back to it and using 50 shades capitalised as his pet name for, like Mm. her pet name for him. Just keeps calling him my 50 shades. And I'm like, no! (laughs) What? I mean it's like don't sitting. try and change a man but also <laughs> Let's not accept that No, It's scary um, go on, What were your favourite lines? I mean like
2: I was it's expecting a lot down. of the Oh gracious me Oh my inner goddess but one oh, yeah. line that I really Wasn't ready for I just was never I could never prepare myself for this Was um she says um, I don't want you to ruin your clothing and then he responds I could always take them off And then she says Mmm I feel the color my in my cheeks rising again. I must be the color of the Communist Manifesto. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. I wasn't remember that. And it's never referenced <laughs> again. It's never set. Like I'm just like okay. I mean, like I Communist <laughs> Manifesto. Com- Communist yet. Manifesto is has a red cover historically, but I'm also just like, why is the, it's just like. It's kind of like she was like, oh, she's got to be an English student. What do English students do? Think in covers of books. Oh my god, (laughs) I I know. And it was like, and my favourite, my favourite, just like, my my favourite motif was when she just completely is always... Fetishizing Englishness. Like, as an English person, I feel uh, appropriated. I'm just like, fucking hell. She's always like, I'll have an English breakfast tea, please. Oh, it's just like, Tess. And oh, it's like, I love London. Uh, I, I like London. reading, but I only like to read the English classics. Have when, you like, read, Tess of,
1: no. no. read of hoping, Tess of the Durba I haven't. I've read all of Tess of the Durba Yes, Lucy wins. <laughs> <laughs> and it's my least favourite book.
2: Not Tess, Of, all of all the-
1: <laughs> a- But she does read outside. Tess of all the Durba is about oh my- as big as this. It's about oh, 500 to 600 pages. And it is not something to be romanticised it's yeah. about an abusive it's, it's awful like it's As truly that terrible that from this. and I think it's not even a beautiful work I think it's like actively really disgusting wow about how two men abuse this woman to the point where she takes her own life um, in spoilers. <laughs> spoilers oh sorry
2: it's too late. I was really never going to read it. Like, I've got this far. I didn't really? master English. I couldn't be fucking bothered to But that helps
1: to literally contextualise Fifty yes. Shades. Yeah. It. It's so weird that it's oh, being
2: romanticised
1: in this book. Because it's a horrific thing, I think. And I was really disappointed. If you do, if you do, if you, everyone. If you are interested in Tess of the D'Urbervilles, there is a four-part drama of it that the BBC did mm. with Eddie Redmayne. Ooh, and Jenny the drama. Too. Oh, and I can do that. gorgeous. <laughs> and that's a good portrayal of it, I think. Okay, so don't just bother just with the book. So time. Yeah. Um, Lucy, what was your favourite Okay, wait line? one second. So I, I think I sent this to you guys when I read mm. it, but it just the combo of all of this at once made me laugh. She describes this hideous outfit Christian's wearing and then goes, his shirt is unbuttoned at the top and I see a sprinkling of hair in the gap in my groggy frame of mind. He looks yummy. He takes my hand once more. Holy cow! <laughs> find everything in about three Sprinkle sentences. Sprinkle of chest hair. Ooh. Yummy. <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yummy. Oh God. yummy. It's like reading her really embarrassing diary. It's what I would have written when I was 14 maybe.
2: Yeah. And even
1: then not that bad. This woman's a 21-year-old English literature I would have hated graduate. Her.
2: Yeah. Mm.
1: I forgot she was an English lit graduate.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'm insulted on behalf of everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I know that this book isn't supposed to be great and going into it I was like, mm, this isn't going to be good. Did you guys have anything surprising about it that you thought was worse or better than how you're expecting it? Or was it the same?
1: I expected it to be really, like, really rapey. Like, really, really rapey. Mm-hmm. And, but I've also already seen the film, and I remember the film being better than I expected because I had such low expectations for it. And it was still a bad film. It, like, took me a while There were some bits where I was like, this isn't so bad. And then other bits I was like, this is horrifying. Yeah. Mm. I was expecting, I don't know. I tricked myself into thinking that this would actually be way tamer and just be a really funny read. Mm. And actually, I think midway through the month, Lena said, it just gets... It gets borderline abusive. Not yeah. borderline, no, no, it's like, like fully. Yeah. Abusive. I think like I
2: messaged you both, like, guys. I thought it was going to be funny, and it's actually just a really sad month. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and now,
1: and I was reading it, and as I got more and more in, I I went, this makes me more and more sad. And then I read the end, I was like, this makes me really sad.
2: Yeah.
1: Like mm. so much of, and so much of the, um, not the sex. The sex was kind of expected, mm. but the the way he turns hot and cold so fast. Yeah, Yeah, And you see her kind of question, is this okay? Mm. But it's a woman, it's seeing her reaction to it. She's in, she's stuck.
2: It's devastating because it's how I would respond to an older man if I was 14. Yeah. Like that's what scares me is that this is what impressionable people respond like. And that's what,
1: I don't know. It's her innocence is being totally taken advantage of. Yeah, Her innocence and her insecurity as well. Mm. She's just being completely groomed and played. Yeah, groomed this, is
2: a great word for it. By
1: yeah. this older, although not much older, but much wealthier, like much more powerful in terms of every social status you can think of, mm-hmm. man. Um, and he completely takes advantage of the fact that she is a hell of a lot less experienced than him and is crippling and insecure.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and in love with him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's my um, um my my shock. Uh, at reading it was I think that I've treated the idea of this book and some of the bits that I've read like just in passing as like a funny thing that I'm like oh yeah people are disgusted by that but that's because we have a lot of shame around sex in our in our um, country and while I know that it's not a great representation of BDSM like people are probably hate it because they're squeamish about this idea of explicit mm. sex and like like at least it's getting people reading and at least you know like at least it's getting people talking about sex and now I've read it I'm like no I think this is more serious than than I was realising
1: I'm shocked, shocked at how little we heard about how abusive it was. But I, I heard loads thought. about how abusive it was. But I feel like only from certain circles. As in, yeah. like, oh, the, right. it wasn't yeah, like yeah. on the news, like, oh, an abusive you
2: know. book is sold. It's just yeah, like, no. This is an amazing publishing phenomenon. It was yeah. like
1: erotica. No, it was in my internet circles. I and, guess, like, um, I heard about yeah, and like, yeah, and like.
2: Like, um, Ann Summers did a whole line of, um, Fifty Shades of Grey merch. And they oh, did, yeah, like, they, and they like, sold, like, ties. They probably mm-hmm. still sell them. And, like, cards. And oh, I bought my yeah. friend, like, a, a Fifty Shades of Grey board game for Christmas. Like how Like
1: companies how crazy is that, that have done that as well, yeah. How crazy is that?
2: Yeah. Um, but I also think, like, the shock within the kind of, like, I keep calling them, like, guardian circles. But I'm, like, with, within the circles that we frequent, um, was like, that it was kind of, like, people were quite shocked by it, like, this is a new thing, like, this is awful, like, why don't we, and I also look at it, and I'm kind of like, mm, but is this also the plot line of Beauty and the Beast, and are we okay yes, with Emma Watson being in that, and that being great, because Emma Watson's, like, the biggest feminist ever, but is also in, what is essentially Fifty
1: Shades of Grey, for children. Yeah, no, Discuss. I, I was, I was reading it. Lucy's like, oh. I've never seen Beauty and the Beast, and also, what you Whoa. can't see on this podcast is me shaking my head a lot. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> There were bits where I was reading and I was like, this feels like Beauty and the Beast. Have you read um, The Bloody Chamber, Angela Carter? I really want to. Okay. How have you never seen Beauty and the Beast as well, Lucy? No, no, no. The only Disney Disney films I watched as a child were Pocahontas and The Jungle Book. Hadn't seen Sleeping Beauty. Okay, we're having a Disney day. Day. (laughs) she went to sew us. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know shit. Wow. Okay, so Beauty and the Beast um, is a whole Stockholm Syndrome thing. He kidnaps her, or like, he kidnaps her dad, and then she's all like, take me in this place to save her dad. So she is now a prisoner of the beast in his castle, but she gets her own room and is treated really nicely and then falls in love with her captor.
2: But if she leaves, <laughs> he, he's going to kill her dad. And he maintains that the whole way through the story. Yeah. She can't leave. <laughs> Even when they're falling in love, he's like, yeah, but if you leave, I will
1: kill your dad. Wait, when does that happen? I don't remember that happening. In the story. Not in the film. It's a bit dark. Uh, oh, maybe in the story. In like yeah, it? not in the Disney film. But anyway, um, it just really reminded me of it because mm-hmm. in Fifty Shades of Grey christian gives her her own room her own wardrobe basically her own like wing of his own palace and sets rules and it also reminded me of phantom of the opera have you seen that yes there's lots
2: of different i don't know if there's any more but there must be loads of these things that we accept because i think if, if somebody was in my office and was like "Oh, i'm going to see phantom of the opera tonight i'd be like oh that's nice have fun what a great musical I don't go, oh my God, did you know that's abusive? And like really coercive. Do you know what I mean? I like think, we've had a different reaction to I, this.
1: I saw Phantom of the Opera recently, but I went into it fully knowing that it was like about like an abusive relationship.
2: I don't remember. I was about
1: 10 when I saw it. I have no recollection it's of fully it. It's fully I was abusive. pretty sure when
2: I was like re-watching it at 14, 15, I was still like, this is so romantic. The Phantom like, is totally... like
1: obsessed with Christine and kidnaps her. And it keeps her in tower again. There's yeah. a lot of
2: tower like Rapunzel stuff going on. I was going to yeah. say, this is. Um, we should
1: call this the Rapunzel phenomenon. Or some yeah,
2: shit. I think um one of like the sad things about this was like all of the people she kept um, listing. Um, so the people that she looked up to, she didn't... Like what, what I kind of wrote in my notes was like, is this just a really sad story about a girl who's had inadequate role models? But who <laughs> did
1: like, she list as her role models? So she says,
2: Elizabeth, um, she's like, oh... Um, she doesn't know what to do about the situation and she doesn't know what to do because she can't tell Kate. And she's like, my other references are fictional. Elizabeth Bennet would be outraged, Jane Eyre's too frightened, and Jess would succumb, just as I have.
1: Who's Jess?
2: Oh, Tess. Tess, sorry. (laughs) Skin reading. Um, But yeah, like it's like actually a lot of the books that she reads, the women aren't people that she looks up to either.
1: Can we talk about something a bit light before we get into Mm. really heavy? Because one of the things that I wanted to talk about was just... um, christian and anastasia's chemistry yeah. and actually oh. how they talk with each other and how they are mm. um banter basically they don't have any chemistry in my opinion i was reading it going, <gasps> i get that. It going, going, i was like i do not believe that these two people are attracted to each other mm. yeah. i like do not believe that they have anything in common they don't have anything to say to each other most of their interactions are very limited in the amount of words that they say yeah. are incredibly boring and mm. then they just fuck yeah, yeah, and, and I like, not being able to keep the hands off each other is the chemistry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that literally their chemistry is this like uncontrollable electric current between the two of them, and the way that she described like how they interact with each other and how they talk and everything, in my head I was like, this would be a much more successful fuck buddy relationship. Yeah. With someone that you hate. Yeah. (laughs) Like, Mm. that's, you do not fall in love with this person, you just have like, really incredible sex, just like, fuck them a bit, you're like, equal playing fields, and then just peace out and leave, and maybe go date someone who treats you nice. Yeah. Do you know what
2: it reminded me of? I just realised. It reminded me of that scene in The Notebook, where they shout at each other all the time, and push each other, and it's, looks horrific and then they start kissing and everyone's like oh it's so great crazy because it's such an explosive relationship
1: Mm. it reminds
2: me of that like Uh. people i don't know it really scares me and also because we haven't actually acknowledged yet that this is essentially well it is twilight fan fiction Mm -hmm. yeah um and that is interesting because like actually i would really defend the twilight series for like quite a long time (laughs) Mm -hmm. i'd really sit on that and go because i love the twilight series and i think like while it's not ideal it is a really great piece of writing and like they talk about everything like, in their relationship, they talk about, like, ideas and politics and history. Yeah. And, like, they have this depth that she's just erased. And I'm like, this isn't... And also, like, because he's a vampire, this animalistic element to it mm. is more understandable when he's actually a vampire. Whereas when he's just a man with a lot of money and privilege, it's not really as understandable.
1: Also, That's how scary. old is E.L. James? I thought she was middle-aged. I think she's middle-aged, yeah. And she was, when she wrote it. Yeah. yeah. So it's not... But my know. my grandma's read these books. She loves them. Really? Yeah. <laughs> my grandma can't even use a microwave. I dread to think <laughs> what would happen if she read this book. <laughs> but that's who it's like for. Isn't yeah. It? You know. Well, that's that's maybe even scarier. There's a whole generation <clears> throat> above throat> us who really think yeah. that this is normal. And mm. I don't, I don't get the hotness of it, especially yeah. not at the end. Okay, I don't get that hotness, but not gonna lie was turned on whilst reading it at points. I was but weirdly trying think, uh, to be no. turned on.
2: I was like, I know I'm supposed to be enjoying this. But,
1: but not in the sense of like, oh, I want this to be happening to me. I was just like reading a book about sex and it just got me thinking about sex and then mm. I turned myself on with what I was thinking about. Yeah. If that makes sense. if yeah. yeah, there were bits of it <clears> that I was like, um, I feel like the build up to the sex was hot. Sometimes. So like, yeah. So like resisting and trying. Like, yeah, li- yeah. Okay, are we yeah. talking about the sex? Can we like talk about? Let's talk the about sex. The sex. Um, first of all, most unrealistic virginity losing scene. <laughs> I was more enraged <laughs> at that than anything. Oh I was like, "Oh my well. god!" I was just like, oh, "Are you joking?" And there's this bit in there and where, she's, where never Kate, um, she's never masturbated. She's never masturbated. Don't believe it. <laughs> she's never had sex before. And I then, then she it. Has an explosive orgasm through penetrative sex. Wait, she has like two or three orgasms during her first like sexual experience. Ever. When she tells Kate, Kate's like, oh, it took me a year to have my first penetrative orgasm. And I was like, what? You're acting like it's normal? Yeah. When they when I realised that they had
2: this extra book that came off of it that was like from his perspective. Yeah. Um, I was like and now I'm reading this, I'm like, I wish that there, there's another book about the roommate's perspective because she seems cool. I want yeah. to be her yeah. friends, she's great. And I also made a reference that I was like <laughs> um if Anna likes Kate so much, why doesn't she date Kate? <laughs> yeah Because I'm like, I feel there's chemistry between them more
1: yeah. than there is yeah. between her and
2: Christian. And I'm kind of just like, Kate yeah. is wicked, she's amazing. She's
1: great. Um But the but even when Kate says like oh, I didn't have my first orgasm through penetrative sex for a year. I'm thinking, okay, I had sex for the first time at this age, my first orgasm through penetrative sex at this age, uh, took me eight years. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, like- How inadequate do we feel? Eight years, and that and wasn't from a... penetration alone as well. Yeah, I'm exactly. sorry, but I'm just like, I, it's completely She's not an every woman, is she? And then, every mm-hmm. other sex scene after that, they have a bit of like, touching, kissing, Taking each other's clothes off, and then he shoves his dick in her, and it literally lasts five seconds, and then she comes, and then he comes. And I'm like, it doesn't sound very satisfying to me. <laughs> no! Like, this does not sound like good sex. Yeah. I'm like, if oh, I was gonna be convinced that it happened, I need to be convinced that it I didn't need go away. you to be writing in a way that is very clear to me that at least half an hour has passed. Yeah. But in her writing, the way yes. that the time passes, it's like it's over in 10 seconds. I was yeah. like, Nope. <laughs> Data suggests. No. I feel like, and also like the nice bit of description, like they're in the bath he's touching me, it's real nice, da da mm-hmm. da, da da. You're like, oh, where's this going? We fucking it's over. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. like, what? <laughs> I was just like, absolutely oh. not. No, no way. way. No. Um, I want a scene where he goes down on her for like 20 minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, and that's it. Yeah. And then he's satisfied. That'd be great.
2: Um, <laughs> Who are we? <laughs> We're optimists, that's what we are, <laughs> Um, Can we talk in general, and also I'm aware that a lot of people might not want to read this book, so we'll just premise and say kind of what happens. So, sure. mm-hmm. with the sex, obviously she gets to know Christian, um, he pulls out this contract and says, hey, actually I have this red room of pain, I'd like to sign this contract because the only way that I have sex with people is through this BDSM BDSM. but it's not Um, just
1: BDSM it's not just I will choose what you wear I will choose what you eat how you exercise when you visit me how you treat me you never disobey me don't look me in the eye do not roll your eyes Eyes at me call me sir yeah yeah it's like a complete it's not just like a BDSM sexual relationship it's like the whole relationship is a sub dom dynamic yeah um, it's
2: not just every now and then we get handcuffs out and spank each other in the bedroom and yeah. giggle. And have a little giggle. Yeah, no. Obviously I have very little inside um, <laughs> Is that becoming clear?
1: Yeah. But then so basically the whole for those who haven't read it, the whole book is them exploring this explosive connection that they have, or whatever. Um, whilst also negotiating this contract and going back and forth with Anna wanting more out of a relationship and Christian really needing her to be submissive. Um and then in the end, she decides realizes she can't do it. After yeah, he be- After like, he beats her. Yeah, and then literally he beats her. Yeah. After she, I don't want to say like clinical. she asked for it, but she was like, "Show me how bad it can be." And then but, but, she then is physically and then, repulsed by him. Yeah, and then she like can't look at him in the eye, can't touch him. Like she feels terrified of him. God, but she so. asks for it. it she leaves. asks for it because she wants to be able to be intimately close to him. Because she compares it how he to how he won't let her touch him. Mm. Mm. And that is what's scary. So she lets herself in to be physically harmed by him because she wants to be intimately close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not because she enjoys get it that. herself. Yeah.
2: yeah. And this whole theme of compromise is a really weird one because I think also like a lot of our modern sex ed now, um, post internet and wonderful people like Hannah We we always think like, put yourself first. Like if you want to do something, don't do it. Like, don't Mm. compromise, here are your boundaries. if you want to, don't break them unless you feel comfortable. And then there's also the thing of, like, relationships are a compromise, and when you're in a relationship, you want to do stuff that the other person likes but you might not enjoy. And I'm, like, sitting there on the bus, like, which is, do you know what I mean? Like, which is Mm. true, which is real. They're both real, I guess. But then something got really fucked up in this book, and I'm like, compromise is important, but this is not compromise. This is...
1: But that's where I think soft limits and hard limits are Mm. actually, like, useful tools in general, to be like...
2: Because they are BDSM terms, aren't they? Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Are we talking about the BDSM aspect now? now. Should we do it? Yeah. Okay, so going into reading this book, I knew that it was a portrayal of a BDSM relationship, and I also knew that BDSM communities were like, no, that's not BDSM, that's abuse, that is completely misrepresenting us, Mm. and misrepresenting BDSM. And I'm reading it, and I'm trying to be like, okay, what is so different about this from... A healthy BDSM relationship because there were aspects in it where I was reading it and I was just like, he, okay the whole idea of a contract is kind of weird, but in my head I was just like it's it's a way of being like, here's what I'm into what, mm. what are your boundaries, what are you into, this is what I expect out of a relationship, whatever however you think of it, and then he like gives her time to like look over the contract and research things and says he'll answer questions about it, says that she can be like, oh no, these are these are my hard limits, these are my soft limits and I'm just like, this sounds healthy to me? Mm. Like this the negotiating part. Like that feels normal to me. And so I kind of did a bit of a mining, and <laughs> I was gonna say you've been raining for this shit, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. The yeah. yeah. Um, well <laughs> Hermione. Um, and so I asked people on Twitter to link me to some like articles and stuff from people in like, the BDSM community talking about Fifty Shades. Um, I only had a chance to read a few, but I will link them in the description I'll of the podcast, I guess. Really like- One of the things that I was really confused about was I know that every I see everywhere online people being like, um, he rapes her. And I was just like, when? When mm. does that happen? Mm. And then people being like, oh, she uses a safe word and he ignores her, so that's rape, I agree. When was the safe word? I don't know. I did not read this. I was just like, when does she use the safe word? And he ignores it. Maybe it's in book two or three. Mm, But yeah, people online. Because the safe words were like red and yellow, weren't they? Yeah, and she never never uses them. I was just like, did I miss something? What's going on? Like, why is everyone saying... That he rapes her. Because that like, is a fucked up relationship. That was so
2: confusing as but well. I was just like, I was like what? why aren't you using the safe words if you feel uncomfortable? And but there's never but because you have an internal monologue, you'd think she'd be saying in her internal monologue, I don't want to use the safe words because I don't want to upset him and I'm not gonna I'm gonna try. Yeah. But that monologue is there and it's not saying that. No. <laughs> so I'm like,
1: What is what is what's up, Anna? Um Stasia. The rape scene that I kind of found ish is so you know when she's going over the contract or whatever, and she like sends that jokey email, being like, "Nice knowing you," mm-hmm. and then he's like doesn't reply, and then just shows up at her house and has sex with her. I think this is the scene that people mean. It's fucking horrific! It's awful. He just shows yeah. up at her house like he he doesn't like. She's just sitting in her room after sending this email. So she hasn't signed the contract at this point. No, no she, she never doesn't she signs she signs, sign she the contract. She never signs the yeah. contract. but you don't have to sign a contract to have sex with someone. Anyway, she's in her room after sending this jokey email, being like, "Nice knowing you." And the next thing you know, he's in her doorway. Like, just, just shows up. I was like, looking at this scene, and I was like, okay, I'm going to go through this scene and find out if there's consent in this scene. And, uh, but I also want to say that uh, in the UK, for someone to be convicted of rape, need- it's like, you need to know two things. Um, did the victim not give consent? Also, did the perpetrator reasonably, reasonably believe that they hadn't given consent? So you have to look at the two things. So in order for this scene to be rape, mm-hmm. you have to have Anastasia didn't give consent, and Christian um, was given did, reason to believe that she, she had, that she knew no, that she hadn't. If Christian believes that oh. he got consent, that's enough to not God. convict.
2: Are you fucking serious? Oh. Yeah.
1: God, I hate reading. that's the that's the law. You have, but, but <laughs> yeah, no no, 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 no. So you can't like it's 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 to protect both people. Yeah, mm. scary though, isn't it? Yeah, and so at first he arrives and she literally is saying nothing. She's scared. At one point, she kind of says um, that she's looking for an escape route. They don't really say all of that much. I take preemptive action and launch myself at him. Somehow he moves, I have no idea how. In the blink of an eye, I'm on the bed, pinned beneath him, arms stretched out, and held above my head, his free hand clutching my face and his mouth finding mine. How I do don't call- know what she means by launch at him. Mm. Was she trying to hit him, get away, or was she launching at him in a sexy way? Like, I've no it, launch doesn't yeah. sound very sexy. Mm. So I'm a bit confused by that. I'm like, okay, this could be bad. Then he's just like making out with her, like, um, and she's excited about it. And then he says, trust me, and she nods. We all know you can consent yes. non-verbally, but she, but she says, "Trust me." She nods. Whatever.
0: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes.
2: Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase.
1: Um, he ties her up and then he starts taking her shoes off. But she's just been for a run. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, oh, I've got smelly feet or whatever. And she says no. She like verbally says no. He stops. But then he says, if you struggle, I'll tie your feet too. If you make a noise, Anastasia, I will gag you. Keep quiet. Catherine is probably outside listening right now. And so you're like, "Ah." And then it keeps going. Fifty shades of gray area. At this point, she's still not verbally or non-verbally consented. You can tell she's scared. You can tell she's scared, but then also she, like, also talks about, you know, the connection, how Mm. good it feels and how much she wants him. Christian goes get some wine. And we I can talk We oh. can talk about the alcohol, Jesus Christ, the alcohol. The way that he uses alcohol on her is, like, really bad. He says, are you thirsty? She says, yes. He pulls, like, wine in her mouth um, and kisses kisses her with wine in his mouth. He says more and she nods. Her internal monologue is like, wow, because she's into it. I don't know. And then she's, like, doing her classic, oh, please, Christian, sir, please. Oh, and then he, like, puts his fingers inside her. Ugh. Um, Sorry, the way you said it. And then Anastasia says, I want to touch you. Oh, she says, please, please, I beg. And he says, how shall I fuck you, Anastasia? My body starts to quiver. She says, please, again. And he says, what do you want, Anastasia? And she says, you, now. And he's like, shall I fuck you this way or that way? But she doesn't really say which way she wants to. <laughs> She's fucked. like, I don't mind, fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> she doesn't know. You choose. Fuck um, words. <laughs> Gentleman's choice. <laughs> uh, and I don't I don't know. So it's yeah. so so I, I, don't know. I don't I don't I think that is ambiguous. Yeah. Like I I think if that scene stood up in court mm. I think you wouldn't get a conviction. Yeah. Because I think because Christine would be able to be like, she nodded, she said she wanted me. Oh, that wouldn't God. get a conviction. Yeah. So I'm still confused because sorry, I'm sorry okay. I'm hogging this, but in my head I'm still so confused because I'm like Everyone says there's a rape scene in it, or there are rape scenes in it, and I'm like, there's problematic, general, abusive relationshipness, but I can't pinpoint an actual sexual interaction that they have that has been really obviously unconsensual to me, yeah. but maybe I'm just, you know, I'm part of the system, you know, I live in this world, I'm not immune to it. And I say it's encapsulated in the name 50 Shades of Grey. This kind of thing, because we all know there's something deeply wrong with the dynamic. But you just can't, like... And there's no direct lack of consent. Mm. But at the same time, it's not consensual. There's something really odd. I
2: think it is coercion, and it's definitely like emotional abuse, because the power's still there. And what's scary is that, like, I was thinking about the power of it as well, and just, like, the fact that everyone around her suspects that something isn't right. Like, her mum is like, are you okay? me something like everyone oh and then she just cries yeah she like
1: cries and breaks down after he but fucks it's also her. like
2: should want somebody that she knows have have intruded or well, not intruded but like you know got really well, stuck in and said let, let you know yeah but but it's also like i know a lot of like the when you're trying to help rape victims like part of the advice that they give you is like get them to report it don't take the power away from them don't make it about them you telling on them do you know what I mean and like that's what a lot of the advice is and in some ways I'm like I don't think anybody can get her out of this situation apart from her and she Mm. kind of does in the end I don't want to think about the fact there's a series and it definitely doesn't get out Mm. of it but like Mm. for the purposes of this book she gets out
1: yeah she leaves and the other thing that is very like um, clear to me that they are the early signs of an abusive relationship is Christian's like makes her sign an NDA Mm. so it means that's the bit that's
2: abusive not the other like the other contract she signs that okay fine if you like it good The
1: NDA is what's scary. Yeah, it means that she can't talk to anyone about actually what's going on in the relationship, and one of the things that abusers will do is isolate their victim from their friends and family so they feel like their abuser is the only person that they can talk to and that no one else understands. He has her every weekend Mm -hmm. uh, in the contract, Mm. and every time she tries to speak to anyone that is not him that's male, he freaks. Yeah. That was really weird, like, what's his name? Jose. Jose, Jose. yeah, he's like... he instantly goes cold. Who's on the phone? Like that. Yeah. And it's like emotionally cuts her off whenever she yeah. interacts with him. I
2: also, something in my notes is about uh, this idea of ownership. Because mm. I, I try and like, so there's a few like really good, um, like, uh, school of life videos on YouTube about BDSM mm-hmm. and like the pleasures of it. Because I don't honestly really understand it. I'm pretty vanilla as like yeah. goes. <laughs> um, pretty vanilla. Um, but I watched a few of those videos and it helped me understand it because it's like this idea of like it being relaxing to give up power to somebody else. Mm-hmm, and just yeah. be like, cool, I'm just going to switch off. You choose what you want to do. I'll just enjoy it. Like, yeah. or like not enjoy it as the case of And like th- that idea, do you guys get it? Yeah, because I'm I trying get to get it. Yeah. Oh yeah, so this idea of ownership is really interesting because when we talk about Mrs. Robinson and Anna's reaction to her, she also has a gut reaction of ownership and doesn't want him to speak to any other women. Mm. do you think that's true i was looking sceptical not any other
1: woman I think it's directed at
2: Mrs. Robinson she hates like everybody that works for him because they're good looking and blonde which is admittedly really suspicious but she fucking hates it when any other woman gets near him Um, so Mrs. Robinson is this character that you realise quite early on has been involved with Christian from a
1: really really young age oh yeah Um, when
2: he's really vulnerable 15 presumably I think he's quite poor he says that he's been hungry quite a lot No, that
1: was in the first four years of his life when he's 15 he's fully
2: living with his parents and has a wealthy life there you go um and she kind of um makes him not tell anybody and becomes his dom and that's his first sexual experience and they're now still
1: friends even though they're not in a relationship or having sex yeah. but in a, and i remember this bit in the six years they were having sex he wasn't allowed to see other people he wasn't allowed mm. to date or emotionally but, mature yeah yeah he was he was emotionally completely tied to her and she kept track of him in a similar way I think that was brought up as well. So he's like enacting what he knows in some ways. I was reading up about stuff to do with like child abuse. I can't remember why. You've had a weird mum. Yeah. (laughs) Apparently, the whole idea that if you were abused as a child, being the reason why you abuse as an adult, is actually really unhelpful to people who are victims of child abuse. Because it's basically like this person's been through shit like has had an awful childhood and then you're also projecting these ideas upon them like oh you could be an abuser too and so that myth Mm -hmm. is actually really unhelpful for people who are like recovering from that Mm. yeah and that's another thing that i really hate about this book is because it plays into that myth Mm. that yeah you're more likely to you know abuse if you have been abused as a child.
2: christians definitely on the stand for potentially being an abuser but maybe the fact that he has been abused as a kid isn't evidence that he is an abuser. Although it is, like, a pointer towards why he
1: is the way he is. And the book makes it just so black and white. This is why he is the way he is. Yeah, yeah,
2: ha,
1: ha, ha, ha. and I, I mean, with the S S and M
2: community, BDSM community, how helpful it is to ask why somebody has a preference. I don't know. Oh, do you know I what I mean yeah I don't know because I was quite interested in that I was just like some people like where does it come from yeah like but but when do we ask questions like do you know what I mean I'm like why, why am I into tall guys do you know what I mean like what <laughs> I don't know my dad's quite short yeah. <laughs> like you know this. when do we start questioning why people have sexual preferences yeah. I don't know it's kind of like being like why is that person a lesbian I bet somebody so a man was horrible to at one point like there's, there's, yeah. you can't follow that train of thought forever
1: yeah on the topic of abuse mm-hmm. I think there's kind of like one more thing that that's the big thing mm-hmm. that we haven't mentioned is that he's a stalker. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, there's that. He,
2: he knows everyone's addresses, doesn't he? Knows he knows everyone's
1: addresses. He follows oh. her all the way across the country to Georgia. And he, like, threatens that he can track her phone and everything. It's like, it's like if you run, I'll find you. Turns up at her work when she never even told him where she worked. Yeah. And it's one of those things where it's like, it's always portrayed, even not, not just in Fifty Shades, but in a lot of other stories as romantic Mm. yeah it is not romantic it is full on stalker and notice as well she doesn't like it yeah that's something else it's not it's it's even she's like let me return that book you gave me let me return this stuff she doesn't like any of that romantic wealth thing as well yeah Mm. the stalking Mm. thing is weird the stalking thing is bad the other thing that i thought was really interesting that i read in a couple of the articles that i read was about how, well, the the whole thing about it is that it normalises it, and it kind of portrays this as, like, normal behaviour, but abuse is, like, not normal at all. And on the whole, like, trying to recognise normal or abnormal things in relationships, Christian always talks about how Anna defies him in her, like, acts of defiance when she's just, you know... Yeah, she's
2: just trying to be a normal woman. Exactly, like, whenever, whenever she
1: stands up to Christian and says, oh, I don't like that, or I don't want that, the reader is being made to see those acts as remarkable. Like, look at her, go her. Isn't Anna great because she can stand up to him? Yay, go girl. We shouldn't be, like, rewarding her in that way because that's actually normal adult behaviour. <laughs> yeah. Um. To, like, to like, yeah, to like say what you want and whatever. Yeah. And then the same goes with when Christian, you know, when he, like, has his playful side and he's so sweet and caring and, like, la, 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 la. And when he does these things, which are very brief and little, it's like, oh, my God, isn't he wonderful? He's so amazing. When it's actually, actually humanised. But they're completely normal mm. things, like human decency things that you would do for someone that you like and, like, you know, when he, he makes slept some... in my bed after having sex
2: with me. Oh, oh
1: my God. Oh God. Baby, wants he wants to date me He made me
2: laugh. Oh, what a
1: rare occurrence. <laughs> <gasps> Mate, sometimes
2: I've been there though. <laughs> I'm like, that guy made one joke that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for that.
1: Should we talk about the inner goddess and the sub- Yes. The sub- so yeah. Just, just yeah. Linked you with that,
2: that. Basically, the, it basically all boils down to the innocent and the corrupt. <laughs> and just like, which side of Anna is which. So there's lots of stuff about Eve in there. Mm. He mentions Eve, and it's also the idea of like biting from the tree of knowledge, and it's like now she knows she mm. can't go back. Like he's like signing this NDA because right. it's like to no turning back. Yeah, bite the apple. Like actual carnal knowledge. Yeah, as well. it's really mm.
1: scary. Like knowing then, you in the biblical sense. Yeah, that and comes this up
2: this idea that she like sh- like her greatest possession is her virginity and like now she's worried because when she breaks up with him she's like that's the only person I've slept with yeah that, and like there's this loss of like oh yeah
1: the COVID into thing as well because then back really to the ownership and Christian's like I own every orgasm you've ever had
2: yeah mm. and every time he puts his fingers inside he's like this is mine oh yeah no. No. sorry that was horrific god, god. Um, so yeah, like this, like the idea of like the fruit of truth and also like, you know, when um, she, she like has a dream about him and he's like feeding her strawberries Mm. and I'm like fruit, fruit, fruit. And then apparently that happens in (laughs) Tesla the bills as well. Fruit, 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 fruit. fruit. Yeah. And it's like, and also like it all like alludes for me I'm not being all like Englishy, but like Goblin Market, which is the poem by Christina Rossetti about like women is this whole mode. One thing for E.L. James, I'm like, I think he managed to make a literary point ish maybe you managed to like allude to it was like this idea of like women eating fruit and that being like their sexual awakening yeah, which is like yeah. eve but everything so i was like okay you kind of made some kind of motif there good for you yes. so how that manifests is with this goddess yes. who speaks in apparent like as anna couldn't own her own thoughts she's got this inner goddess that's super sassy
1: there's an angel and devil concept <laughs> mm. but the devil is actually the empowered Thing, the inner goddess <laughs> yeah, and the true. angel is the subconscious that constantly tells her she's a slut and a hoe and it's a hoe everything <laughs> after it's just like hoe. yeah it's like i've got this annoying feminist in my
2: head that keeps misleading me get her out yeah.
1: like, but the, in, the inner goddess is just like yeah girl get it yeah and like yeah. oh sexy times pleasurable woo but in and a then way, the, like mischief making way like she's suppressed it her whole life and it's coming out and like yeah. Woo, and then the subconscious man. is just like, you're fat and ugly, why would he like you?
2: Yeah, <laughs> constant. Like, oh, awful. Man. I mean, in some ways, it is kind of like what's inside you as you're growing up, but it's also like. Not yeah. what's inside you as a yeah. constant in a
1: monologue. Yeah. I would
2: hope. And yeah. calling it the goddess is really distancing as well. Mm. I was also thinking about this innocence thing because, as well, like, there's this idea in Christian's mind that this is inevitable. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's this kind of like fate thing where it's like, I just can't keep away from you. Like, you're,
1: you're bewitching me. And
2: like, what is this magic? Okay, which, which is actually, actually magic, bullshit.
1: Because I was just like, I don't know what you see in him and I've no idea what he sees in her. <laughs> I was like, I, I don't get like, it. At some level, well, you're welcome I to I each other. He's I was romanticizing like, I'm, her I'm virginity and her it. purity, isn't he? Mm-hmm. In inverted comments, both of those. Um, but that is definitely what he's romanticizing. From what mm-hmm. I could tell, oh well, yeah, because he says that even though he didn't know that she was a virgin, mm. one of the reasons why he was like drawn to her was because he could see her innocence. Yeah, yeah and she'd blush around him, and she was <sighs> clearly a bit powerless to him. And yeah, that natural. Sense I impressive. think like she Ooh. would. She also mm-hmm.
2: is like quite like she makes several references to the fact that like she even says like something like oh the word ho came to mind and I shivered like this idea of like this whore thing that she like wants to avoid and i'm like also i know that you don't want to take his gifts and you don't want to feel like it's a payment but also Mm. she has this disgust towards sexuality unless it's in the context of him that's really worrying and i was just like can we i don't know she scares me the ingrained
1: voice in herself is just so horrific yeah also Mm. just anastasia as someone who is Never even been attracted to someone. It sounds like she's never even experienced a crush mm. in her 21 years. Never masturbated. She like, sounds really boring. She sounds asexual. Oh, not that Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> so not boring. wasn't the boring well, bit? What do I mean like? No, but still. So, yeah. But <laughs> Oh my god, it never protest. I don't I don't know how realistic how realistic is it? Maybe this is true for some people, but how realistic is it that you can go 21 years in your life having never felt a sexual urge, having never mm. had a crush on someone? Having never experienced mm. sexual desire, masturbated, and then anything meet somebody because also no. I, I know it can one grow, person like,
2: those uh, like that um, orientation where it's like you are only sexually attracted to people you know deeply well.
1: Yeah, but but that's, she doesn't love she doesn't her. know no. him deeply well, and and she doesn't even seem to, as you said, like nothing on the spectrum of like crush. No, even with like um, zero things. Uh, if I if may. I was friends with Anastasia, I would have thought she was asexual. Yeah, if I, if she was one of my mates. Yeah, I'd have been like, oh, I think Anna's ace. Yeah. yeah, and to clarify, the boring comment was more about the fact that I don't know what she's interested in, other than fetishizing the British everything, yeah, that's and literature, her everything. <laughs> And yeah. it really seems like she just doesn't want to hang out with her friends. Mm. She doesn't want to do a lot of stuff other than like study and read. Yeah, and talk about being how she likes English people. Yeah. I literally punch her in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
2: like not with come her consent. out. <laughs> consent. Yeah, um, <laughs> hard question that I've written down. Fight. Why are we so scared about, or are we scared, maybe we're not, about the idea of contracts and sex when we are really in support of contracts and marriage? Do you know what I mean? I'm like, what's Mm. the difference between, like, why don't we ever sign anything to do with sex contracts? And we're, we're, all we do
1: sometimes is, like, encourage people to sign contracts when it comes to romance. Well, that's interesting because a marriage contract is legally binding, Mm. whereas it's very explicitly said in Fifty Shades that their sex contract is not legally binding at all. Mm. It's literally just a way for them to be on the same page. That's where I was getting with it. Yeah. And Mm. I think, like, having conversations with your sexual partner before you have Mm. sex or whatever, being like, I'm into this, I'm into this, having those conversations when you're sober and not naked Mm. are actually really important. Oh, yeah. to the sober thing, mm-hmm. Christian keeps getting her drunk so that she'll open up and talk to him. <laughs> I know. Oh,
2: and then also so she can't drive home. <laughs> Once she was like, did you get me drunk so
1: I couldn't drive home? And yeah. he's like, "Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. I didn't see that bit. It's bad. I just it's... keep seeing the white wine. Not, there's not, white not, wine i yeah. <laughs> I also wanted to mention on the subject of contracts, um, the weirdness <laughs> about policing fetish mm-hmm. that this is here, Darren. Mm-hmm. This yeah. book created acceptable fetish in the public consciousness. And then unacceptable, unacceptable, unacceptable fetish. unacceptable fetish was also established anything to no do with poo, feces, are in. Mm. We know. <laughs> None of that stuff. And that I thought was so interesting, and I'd love to see a... There must be a piece written on that somewhere. Yeah. Here's the thing. Would we romanticise Christian? We, being not us, but would the, the, greater woman the how many millions of people that bought this book and enjoyed it, um, would we... Romanticise Christian if we knew that he was into faeces we wouldn't because we have
2: an acceptable public consciousness a golden shower maybe Mm. thanks Donald (laughs) you know like there is something really repulsive for a lot of people about that but then I also want to be really like progressive and be like if you want to piss on each other and you're in love go for it if you're not in love go for it (laughs) as long as as you both want to piss on each other I'm happy. Can can we make like inspirational phone backgrounds? (laughs) Merge. If you want to to see each other and you kids are in love, knock yourself out (laughs) with (laughs) consent. Knock each other out. Go for
1: it. (laughs) (laughs) But this is what's interesting is like, yeah, we -hmm. we think that I I hope we all agree Mm -hmm. that so long as you're both consenting and both into it. I think if everyone's happy and you're not hurting anyone else. Yeah. Go for it. You do you. But just really interesting, just, the concept of acceptable fetish as theoretically all fetish is taboo. Mm. Mm. Like, when did we get to a point of non-acceptable fetish and acceptable fetish? Yeah. That was all that I was thinking on yeah, there. Great end. point, Lucy. You're welcome.
2: i been sitting on, <laughs> I guess on for a like, week and <laughs> <half>. <laughs> um, like, It's like the evolution of like the public's consciousness as well, isn't it? Because it's like, they kind of have accepted this. Is yeah. that like a move mm. forward for society or a move back? I don't know. Both, because I'm like, porn is okay, eroticism is okay. You it's allowed. You're allowed to read about sex and it not be like giggly and weird. And I used to work in a bookshop when this came out, and I remember people being like, Have you got Fifty
1: Shades of Grey? And I was like, Oh my god, it's here! Here
2: you go. Like, Mm. and and people were nervous about buying it explicitly because they knew it was erotic.
1: Well, I bought it on a Kindle so I wouldn't have to read it in public. There you go. I've been reading it on the tube everywhere. (laughs) Me
2: too. But haven't you? Have you also had the urge to like lean over to people and be like? (laughs) <laughs> yeah no, I have, yeah, so I have, have had that urge of like,
1: And I've been on a proper sex scene Had people sitting either side of me And gone through quite fast just Because I, it's like, oh I can see what You know we know when there's a sex scene in this And yeah, to be honest yeah. I don't I didn't need to read all of it I can get a general gist yeah. Of when I'm on the tube That was my yeah. feeling But that, that discomfort like someone was always going to be reading over my shoulder Was quite because they knew the book
2: Yeah I kind of want to read more erotic fiction I, I think that might have well. came from this. I think this could be better, but in some ways it weirdly made me want to be like, where's the good erotica?" Yeah, like, no, eroticism. absolutely.
1: Eroticism. Um, clearly good Listeners, please tell us, Give where, us the, some good where the good erotica is. And maybe we can do a mini-sode oh, yeah. on some good erotica. Wasn't there like a classic erotica that someone recommended to us? Oh, I don't yeah. know.
2: Or like, I'm here for the actual Twilight sex fan fiction. If anyone has some of that, I'm like...
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, we know <laughs> you're I mean, there I, mean, I mean, it's all I mean, there. I mean, there, <laughs> there are actual sex scenes in Twilight. Oh, when you get to it. breaking dawn i think that's really hard but it's I vampire oh my god but it's vampire, dawn. Dawn, but it's oh, vampire sex so they're like super They've human they both got like amazing senses they literally destroy <laughs> a house oh yeah that, they break the bed don't it's they so hard. not just the bed <laughs> spoiler alert they break a ha- when they're both vampires they break a fucking house when they have sex it's incredible <laughs> I cannot imagine being able to suspend oh, my disbelief to the point of that. <laughs> I fully this went, took I took a lot. This it. book. I was just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this <book laughs> took Spending a lot of disbelief. Oh my god, this book is just absolutely. This book is Fifty Shades of Fucked Up. Yeah.
2: Um. Does it does it in any way rescue itself because Anna does leave at the end?
1: Yeah. Trying to ignore the fact that there aren't
2: loads of sequels and she clearly goes
1: back. Okay, um, so ignore the fact the sequels. I think yes. I kind of like mini fist pump at the yeah. end. Apart from... I, I knew that that happened because in the film she leaves at the end as she well. She doesn't
2: really realise why. Yeah. She doesn't explain to the audience why she leaves. If, she, if there was a scene where she's like, and then I googled abusive relationships and I realised and I talked to some police people. Mm. <laughs> yeah, like,
1: she, she, she doesn't quite realise she's in the beginnings of an abusive relationship. The reason that she gives is um, kind of boring and whatever is she can't give him what he needs and he can't give her what she needs. Mm. Yeah, which she needs just, like a touch. Which
2: I mean is like accurate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean you get in there Anna.
1: But she does realize how fucking weird he is. Mm. Yeah, she's um, completely repulsed by him. By yeah. Yeah, she's like this is disgusting. It take she her brain flips about. Um not all of the red room of pain, but like to that degree she's like that if that's what he needs. Yeah. Mm. Anna's into a bit of light bondage. Yeah, and a bit of spanking. And <laughs> says she doesn't but she's into it in a way that's like it does more for him than it does for me, but that's the thing that turns me on. Is yeah, him but getting then I
2: on. find that with a lot of sexual interactions, where it's like if they're turned on, I'm turned on; if I'm turned on, they're turned on. Like, yeah. like who starts it? I don't
1: know. Yeah, and it's about knowing when that's weird. Yeah. Um, I wanted to read the en- a little little bit from right at the end of the book, a, a tidbit like, if you will, a tidbit. So <laughs> okay. she gets home after the relationships ended, and she's distraught basically. And then she's like, this is grief. I've brought it on myself. Deep down, a nasty unbidden thought comes from my inner goddess, her lips contorted in a snarl. The physical pain from the bite of the belt is nothing compared to this devastation. I curl up, desperately clutching the flat foil balloon and Taylor's handkerchief and surrender myself to grief. So even when she's left him, internally, she's like, I would rather suffer that immense physical pain again or her inner goddess the the meant to be empowered one Mm. Yeah, and that was just really like a horrible note to end it on I thought it's sad it's really horrific a moment of silence for Anna's subconscious inner goddess and herself also, I've realised how much I hate inserting emails into books. I think that's a horrible technique. Oh God, what a waste
2: paper. I'm like, we, guys, global warming is real. I don't know if you're a Trump supporter or something, E.L. James, but like, global warming's real. Stop wasting the fucking pages. I bet pages. Trump
1: supporter. <gasps> can we end on just silly notes? So one, the emails are ridiculous. Also, I was so confused at the beginning. I was like, why does she have a house phone? <laughs> And then, and then, and... Of all
2: the things, why doesn't she have a laptop?
1: She doesn't, oh, yeah, she she doesn't, doesn't have a laptop. laptop. She doesn't ha- she has a normal, a normal phone, I think. I'm not sure. But then Christian buys her a Blackberry. And, and assume I was just written like, by a middle-aged woman and that's why. No, I figured it out. It's written in 2011. Oh, okay. And it's actually, smartphones are not that recent. 2011, I had to, I had to kind of figure it out. Oh, yeah. 2011 was the year I went to university. And that was the year I got my first smartphone. So before then, I was on oh like Oh my a, god, I, I got my, smart my smartphone, smartphone at Mind blown. See? Yeah. See? That's weird. 2011, oh it would god. have been perfect. Actually, I think that would have been perfect. I had acceptable. a Blackberry in 2011. There you go. See? I got it in 2010. I, I, no, well, no, I got it in 2010. The laptop thing still bothers me. I'm like, how did you get through four years of university without a laptop? <laughs> I didn't have a laptop. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I didn't have a laptop until <laughs> uh, I was 18. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That was before you went to uni. Oh my god! What Anna, get you your the shit together, years. Yeah, it's has re- it's been really recent. God, um, 2011. Sorry. Anyway, I'm having an existential crisis. Um,
2: wow, I've been a laptop three years. Uh, here's one of my favorite lines: "And my small inner goddess sways in a gentle victorious samba." <laughs> <laughs> what the hell does
1: that mean? <laughs> and then there's another
2: part where I've just written, um, "Oh, she, she, um, he's he says something, and then he's like." But you don't have to; it's your choice. And then he's like, "That's if you want to. I mean, I don't want to push my luck. And I've written, done that, mate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so angry towards you. Marginalia, the end. love it. What a twat. Um, we should give these away. Somebody want white, 50 shades of grey. Marginalia copy.
1: Oh, she! I love how she can conveniently deep throat. That was also something that made me laugh a lot. That um, takes years that, of training. Apparently really she's amazing at blowjobs and it's yeah. the first time she's ever done it. I'm Jesus, how far can you go? Please. 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 <laughs> yeah. Oh no, this is the sentence that made me laugh. He's my very own Christian Grey popsicle. No, Christian Grey flavored <laughs> popsicle. Oh God. Describing oh. it as a popsicle, it shows her innocence. Oh man. Okay, ladies. Yeah. Shall we do would, the final question? Would you have sex with this book? <gasps> Not if you paid me. <laughs> no, absolutely not. I mean, didn't we say this for another book? This This book, book would rape you. This book yeah. would force
2: me to have sex with it. Yeah. Yeah? And then would make me sign some horrific contract. I don't and buy think me as an whether I
1: would or not. Because apparently I am. The book would rape you and make you sign an NDA so you wouldn't tell anyone. Oh god, that's so bleak. Yeah. Can we handle it half of your note? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> we're going to see the film. And that, <laughs> <laughs> And the next one's a murder mystery. <laughs> Where she doesn't escape. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening, gang. It's been quite a ride, this one. Literally. Um,
2: Remember, it's just a ride. It's just a ride.
1: No need to run. (laughs) No need to hide.
2: (laughs) Unless you're Anastasia Steele. Fucking run for the hills.
1: And on that note, we have a Twitter. Um, Do go and check it out. We tweet lots. Hannah Hannah tweets to herself a lot. (gasps) Yeah, it's it's fun. (laughs) If you follow me and Bang You'll realize that Hannah's just having a breakdown. It's kinda
2: of like when <laughs> Robert Galbraith and JK Rowling are tweeting.
1: You're like, oh it's just me having a conversation with myself, it's fine. And if you want to write a review, you can on iTunes and we would really appreciate it and we'd love you forever. Because yeah. we love it when people love us because we need validation. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're
2: just some millennial feminists kinda of living in this world.
1: And next month, we are reading Nina Is Not Okay. And I'm really excited for this one.
2: Yeah. If we do on a phone call, we can't end. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, like you, hang no yeah. you hang up. No, you hang up. up.
1: <laughs> no, you hang up. Okay. What? We'll six see 678 <laughs> Is that <laughs> your phone number? number? No, it's Soldier Voice. 678 Those who went to discos in 2008 will know. We'll see you next month for the Nina Is Not Okay podcast. Or in like two weeks, for the February mini-sode, which may or not be a review of the Fifty Shades films. Yeah, oh gosh, wish us luck. (laughs) (laughs) Godspeed, Godspeed. I actually really love Dakota Johnson, though. Yeah. I feel bad for her. We went to see How to Be Single, didn't we? (laughs) That was also a bad one. Anyway, right, tangent, we're going to go chat now. Yeah. So, bye. Bye-bye.
0: Hold up, what was that?